Hey, what's up? Yo. How you doing, Brandon? Not bad, not bad. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh-huh. What was I going to say? We thought we'd try something new this time with um, Anchor, isn't it? We're using the Anchor app. Yes, we're using the Anchor app. Um, a lot of people have given it some really good reviews. So, yeah, I think from now we're going to try use the Anchor app to be doing the podcast. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Um, you guys can let us know what you think, whether, you know, it's better or, yeah, just let us know anyway. Sweet. So, um, how have you been, Brandon? How's everything going? Not bad, not bad. Um, I feel like the year is going really quick, but yeah. there's still so much happening it's mad. in such a short space of time. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I've been good. I, I finally got to go home. I did mention this in one of the podcasts that I was going to be traveling oh, yeah. somewhere um, in 2018, and I finally got to go back to Nigeria after Sweet. 16 years. 16 so, years, wow. 16 years, man. I Someone can't on- talk. Because <laughs> yeah. mine well, is I'll, first time after 14 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are you saying? Yeah, yeah so no, because um, I, I uploaded a vlog series about it. And mm. someone on on um, the comments was like, Who is chasing you from your country? All <laughs> <laughs> in good fun. They're like, 16 years? Who's been chasing you? Why have you not come back home? <laughs> You're on so, the run. On the run, exactly. Oh, uh, so when you ask me, like, are you leaving? Don't you want to stay and enjoy Buhari government with us? Like, <laughs> no, nope, I cannot stay and enjoy Buhari government with you. So yeah, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's it's been a good good first first quarter of the year. Nice, nice, man. Yeah, first quarter has been kind of you know rough and you know patchy, but there's been some good things that have come for it. I guess. I think one of the, the the main things we've seen in the first quarter was, um, as we spoke about in our last podcast in year 2017, was the um, Black Panther movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was that was really good. Um, nah, <laughs> crazy seeing people wearing their traditional. Outfits. Yeah, I liked that. So, I liked that. Did Did you go see it in in the in the movies? Did Did you go to the cinema to watch it? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not gonna watch it on um. What you call it on a what's what's illegally on nah, nah, that's not me. I, no, I had, to, I had to come through for this, man. I had to, I had to represent for sure. I mm. went to the cinema. I even watched it twice, to be honest. I I wanted to watch it. Oh, okay, time, but um, yeah, I just thought, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll I need to chill with my um, account balance. So I thought <laughs> I'll wait till the DVD sets uh, come out. How about you? How many times did you watch it? Just once. Oh, okay. I know some people went crazy and watching like seven times or stuff. Yeah, I think people were doing the average was like three. Everyone was saying three. Mm. I saw Mm -hmm. it three times. I saw it three times. Um, But what what did you think of it? Because there there were a lot of, um, I think there was a general appreciation of it. Yeah. And and what they did with the movie. But there were a few um, comments about, because obviously it's meant to be, it's a comic book movie. And yeah. no one who is a fan of the comic book aspect of it and the other standalone Marvel movies, it wasn't the best. Interesting. I like before, this perspective. Before all black people come for me, I did do a review on this. I love the movie. Let me just do a shameless plug on my, on my YouTube channel. <laughs> but Go for it, man. In terms of it being a Marvel movie, Mm-hmm. In terms of not not the representation, not not all of that, just from the comic books. Yeah, 
you know, Black Panther T'Challa is a lot more than just a king and dealing with political as you know, he was like one of is one of the smartest people mm. in the Marvel um cinematics. Um in the whole Marvel um what do you call it? Um, franchise. Yes. Um you know, he's an inventor. So the, the, he had all these other things. I don't know, obviously we're gonna see more movies, but they gave the, a lot of the scientist role to Shirley the sister instead of him. But in oh, terms of okay. you know, Shuri. but in terms of yeah, Shuri, I could have yeah. Shirley. Uh, in terms of um um, the just being a standalone movie, it yeah. was a great test. I mm. think Silver, oh no, not Silver War. Um, Winter Soldier to yeah. me was one of the better ones. Um, in terms oh, wow. of a movie, I think um, visually, visually, it's on par with um, Guardian of the Galaxy one and two. Wait, wait, visually, hold up, hold up, pause. Are you comparing Black Panther to Guardian of the Galaxy? Okay, this is what I'm saying. I'm not comparing it from <laughs> what everyone is saying. That's why I wanted to get out of the way first before we go into like, the beauty of Black Panther. I'm talking about being a standalone Marvel movie. I'm not talking about the representation. I'm not talking about the fact that they did a great job with it. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about any of that. I'm talking strictly as a comic book fan and who has followed Marvel since Iron Man 1. Yeah. And Captain America as a solo standalone movie, as as your introduction movie. Because mm-hmm. Iron Man had its own, um, Captain America had its own, Ant-Man had its own. Um, yeah. who else? Guardian of the Galaxy had their own Thor had it's definitely better than Thor standalone movie, that's for yeah. sure. Um, you know, but as a first movie, I think visually it was stunning. I think they should have done more with really showing T'Challa in its in his completeness as who he is in the Marvel. But other than that, that was my only little gripe with the movie. Mm. So now let's talk about, yes, Wait. Black Panther. I know I was loving it. Wait, hold, hold up, hold up. Before we carry on, are you the guy that um, that um, commented on um, Rotten Tomatoes saying you didn't like it because you didn't have enough action? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> First, let's just get to that. The last fight scene, yeah. yeah. They didn't, didn't really do it for me. And mm. also, again, comic book when when um uh what's his name michael b's jordan character killmonger yeah, killmonger true to teller of the the waterfall yeah it wasn't believable obviously we all knew he was going to come back yeah you know but in in other marvel movies when we see the the main character in a, in a space yeah. Trouble, yeah we we sincerely believe like oh snap he's you know is he really going to, you know, lose this fight? Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, that feeling wasn't there. That's what I'm saying from a comic book standpoint. Yeah. It is not the great test. It is a great movie for everything else it did. Visually, it was stunning. I loved it. So, yeah, I didn't go to Rotten Tomatoes, guys, and said I didn't like it. <laughs> All right, cool. Just, make, just making sure. But um, in terms of my well, perspective... Well, yeah. yeah, go on. What I feel was that, um, unfortunately, I didn't have the chance to be a comic book fan, but I am surrounded by people who are comic, uh, you know, book fans, and um, they've told me similar things that you said. That in terms of the comic book, um, you know, franchise and stuff, they're kind of disappointed that they they didn't add a few elements or they changed it. But um, so I can't really talk on that stance. But I feel like obviously they they're not going to have the ability to 
sort of like make it similar to comic book. They're only going to have to be able to take bits and pieces and, you know, slot it into a uh, a two-hour two hour movie slot. Do you see what I mean? So it's very difficult to capture everything, uh, number one. Number two, some people who are comic book fans have said what you've said and they've liked the movie. Some have said what you've said and really enjoyed the movie. But let me stop talking about um, other people's perspective. But my perspective... I liked yeah. it. But yeah, the reason why I spoke about other people's perspective in terms of comic books is because I'm actually a Marvel fan as well. You know, I, I did follow Marvel since Iron Man one days. And the reason why I would say Black Panther, I sort of disagree with what you said. I, I think Black Panther is probably better than the introductory uh, uh, um, film that other characters have been given. And that's just because obviously I'm able to relate more to, um, uh, what do you call okay. it? to the protagonist, which is T'Challa, or, or just to the movie and to the culture in general. Do you see what I mean? I feel like the impact on being able to relate more to every scene, especially the slipper scene, reminds me of my dad, when he's, you know, <laughs> no matter how cold he, you know, cold it is outside, he's still going to be wearing his slippers. And just scenes like that makes it very relatable to myself. And I'm like, you know what? I can could, I could really relate with this Marvel character, not just, not just in terms of, uh, you know, skin tone, but culturally. Just what I'm trying to say. So on that stance, I think, yeah, it's probably one of the best. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best. I'd say it's one of the best uh, Marvel movies that I've, I've, I've watched, basically. And again, the reason why I'll say Iron Man, I wouldn't say is my was my best introductory. It's because I know you're not you're not meant to be, you know, you're not meant to be able to relate to fixed, uh, fictitious characters and all that stuff. But it was just something about Iron Man. I was just, I just wasn't really, you know, feeling. I don't know whether it was his, um, his, um, his arrogancy or his, or his, I don't know. But as for me, I think Black Panther was, uh, is probably one of the best, my best uh, Marvel movies on that stance. For me, I think I need to rephrase a bit what I said in the sense that it is, it is one of the best Marvel movie as, a, as a movie. What yeah. I was pointing that it wasn't the best at in being a solo movie is what the comic book reflected. Mm. If that makes sense. Well, I'm saying, as, no, as a total package yeah. of what a movie is supposed to be, yeah. it is definitely one of the better ones. Okay. But what I, was, what I was referring to was, if we look at strictly the comics and say yeah. that they translate it properly in the movie. So that, like what, you know, your friends had said about, you know, things in the comics being left out. Yeah. Because some of those things being left out are very integral to the character of um, T'Challa. Mm. You know, for example, him being a scientist, you know. But for me, one of the things I loved about the movie is the first word that was said. And that for me, from that moment, I was like, okay, they definitely got it right. The mm. first, and it's, it's so little and people might be like, oh, that doesn't really mean anything. Is when T'Challa as a kid said, Baba, tell me a story. Mm. he didn't say father he didn't say dad because that's not what we say mm. we don't we don't call if we really look at it we, in, in africa no one is calling well they're probably calling their dad's father and all that but we really do say baba yeah it's, it's baba you you would say so when i when i saw that i was like oh wow that is you know when i heard spot it I was like, on. that's actually spot on that is great mm. um i think the Okoye's is he Okoye's character? Yes, she, general. <laughs> she she had one of the better accents for me. Um, That's interesting. And I know some people. 
some people had some oh wait I was, I've not come to my favorite character who to me was the best one but <laughs> I'm sure you can already guess who but um I, I I heard people saying like oh there were too many accents in there you know because what? yeah because you know Wakanda is meant to be one place mm. so how can you have all those accents in one place which I just mm. think it's it's dumb. If you know what the movie was trying to do, you will know that that didn't make any sense. Absolutely. Um, but another thing I, I loved when, when you talk about the representation and visualization and stuff, for someone who's, who's experienced racism firsthand in Belgium, mm. like, I think we've spoken about this off, off podcast when we just have conversations whereby yeah, 100%. British people, um, but British, you know, Britain is racist. It might not be... Yeah, what were you saying about um, uh, racism in the UK? Yeah, so I was I was saying that England is is a racist country. Sorry, British people, but but then compared to Belgium, where Belgium is just in your face. Yeah, you know, as someone who's been through that, seeing this movie, you know, you know the way they say music affects emotions. I believe movie affects um, our imagination. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't visualize yourself on that big screen, yeah, not being stigmatized, you know, you would never believe you can get there. So now seeing this, because this wasn't a black movie as well. It was just a movie, you know, simple. Mm-hmm. It was not, oh, it's a black American movie. So we have to deal with uh, the angry black woman or the, or the, you know, all the usual stereotypical black jokes yeah. in a black American movie. This was just a movie that just happened to have Africa in it. And, I don't know. And I, no, it, when, when I say it in that manner, I'm saying yeah. that you're not going there thinking it's a Kevin Hart movie. Oh, no, of course not. Okay, I see exactly. where you're coming from. You're not going there thinking it's a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Okay. Yeah, and then you kind of know what to expect as yeah. well. It, yeah. People just took it as, oh my God, it's a Marvel movie. What a great thing that it had. Africa displayed, you know, in that manner. Mm-hmm. I think the best part for me, not the best part, but my favorite character, definitely Mbaku. Yeah, 100%. His accent was on point. Yeah. The little flow he said at the end, we will not have it all. It's something that we say, you know, <laughs> African, Nigerian. Theater. So course. I said he reminds, he reminds him of um, his Igbo uncle, you know, <laughs> And I think also some people might not have picked up on is when um, I was going to say the colonizer because that's what she called him. Yeah. But <laughs> when what's his? Oh, I forgot his character name now. Her character Shuri. No, the the white man. See, I, I sound racist now. The white oh, man. Yes. No, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, not going to me. It's Stevens. Agent Stevens. What's yes. his name? See, he's from um, Thingy. He's from Sherlock Holmes. I've totally forgot his name. And from oh, really? also from the Hobbit movie, yeah. So when he was going to, when he wanted to say something to Umbaku, yeah, and Umbaku started barking like a dog. That yeah. is something that is so familiar to me because in Belgium, you know, would be called not like I guess it happened here, yeah, but they will call you names, monkey dogs, and everything. So yeah. when he did that, it it did hit a little emotional nerve from like, oh, that's where you know because it was him doing it. To the white person instead of the white person doing it. Yeah. To us. And I think the whoever did the costume, I applaud you. They put a white man in a kaftan. It was <laughs> to see. Yeah, so, I yeah. saw that. I saw that. But I enjoy Black Panther, yeah. 
Yeah, so did I. I mean, in my perspective, uh, what, do, what do I have to say? The first time I watched the movie, I'd say my, my favourite character was... Um, I think all the cast performed well, um, number one. I think it was great yeah, acting. Yeah. There was, apart from the bit where he goes, Black Panther. Um, I think um, everyone else is like... Everyone was a great character. Uh, but my favourite characters, well, the people in which I you know, enjoyed watching the most would have to be um, Shuri's character. Um, I, I think uh, Letitia Wright, she did, she um, acting was um, was great. Um, uh, her accent wasn't hundred percent. Obviously, we don't expect her not being, you know, African and stuff. But those are just the um, minute details. Um, I like T'Challa's, um, um, uh, what do you call it, character as well. And I like the general, you know, uh, Danae, If I'm saying her name correctly, you know, I, I liked that- everything. Was that? Okay. Is that not Okoye? You know, I mean, her real name is 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 Danae, but yeah, Okoye. Yeah, or let me just say the general. Everyone will know what I'm saying if I say the general. So I liked I, I liked her. You know, um, I liked everything the movie was about. It wasn't just in terms of you know showing Africa a good light or showing how you know women, you know, having women, you know, uh, the support system that uh, having sorry having women as the protectors of Wakanda says something powerful. Do you see what I mean? It, it, it just, that's just something you wouldn't really expect. And, but it's, it's based on a true life um, um, women army, you know, real life. They were one of the most feared women army um, in the world, even from the colonizers or, or um, the white, yeah, colonizers, as, as um, you know, I read online. But yeah, I found that great. I liked the fact that a lot of comic book um, people did tell me the fact that, um, yeah, Shuri, the youngest sister, I thought she was she was scientific in, in the comic as well. I was told. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, but I think I don't remember who was smarter between her and T'Challa. Yeah, but yeah, she, she was scientific as well. Yeah, I liked I liked that push because it sort of like I guess encourages you know shows young females who are not um, you know associated with doing STEM fields. You know, so it sort of motivates more people, more younger females to get into STEM. Um, so I liked that aspect of it, but, um, I liked, um, I just liked it culturally, you know, what embodied, it didn't just show one part of Africa, it showed a diverse part of Africa in terms of, you know, the, you know, the, the dressing, the iconography, you know, everything was, was great, you know, um, and I liked what they did with the Chibok girl story in the beginning of the movie when they were at the, um, what's that forest called, um, that forest in Nigeria? What's it called? The Sambosa Forest, Sambasa Forest. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I liked, I liked yeah, what they did there. Uh, what I liked most about the movie is that it's drawing conversations because uh, a conversation I have predominantly, which um, I haven't physically experienced, but I've seen a lot online whereby, you know, the differences between African American and Africans. Do you see what I mean? That was a, uh, a conversation I think stemmed a lot from uh, Black Panther. And I think Eric Killmonger, you know, portrayed that side more. And T'Challa was more, you know, the African yeah. guy. Do you see what I mean? And I, and I like the conversations it brought. Um, it showed sort of the symbol. It showed sort of the differences and similarities. I guess what I've got, what I got from it is the fact that you can't really blame them for not because they don't fully understand, you know, their culture. They don't, they don't really know where their ancestors ancestors are, are from. But that's for them to do the research anyway. But yeah, the film was great. Um, and yeah. That's 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 my stance, and it was a great movie. I watched it twice, but no, the second time I watched the movie, my my favorite character was uh, Mbaku. You know, his accent was on point. I think he had the best African accent in my in my opinion, and yeah, that's um, that's it.
Yeah, you do... I think it literally... Yeah, go on. I was just no, I was just gonna say you do know Black Panther is like the he's the, he's the richest uh, Marvel character, right? Yeah, yeah, he's 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 richer than um, Tony Stark. Yeah, he's the richest, um, and he's like the most. Uh, what was it? What was the other one? I know he's, he's just there's a few characteristics that he possesses that others don't. So yeah, I just wanted to say them out, but I forgot the rest. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What are you? Yeah, I was I was just gonna give you when you mentioned um representing Africa. I think they they spoke multiple languages yeah. in multiple African dialects in the movie. And also in one of the interviews, um the architecture around Wakanda was based on architecture around Africa. Mm. So some of those buildings are actually are actually in Africa right okay. now. Okay. Interesting. So which which was which was really cool to hear. Um yeah, and, and there was a video I saw of one guy saying, "Oh, well, based on the location on in on Marvel, where Wakanda is based, it's not South Africa." So it was like he doesn't know why um, Chadwick chose the South African accent. Yeah, you know when Wakanda is not actually based in South Africa. You know when people try to pick on people are just on, extra on, man, relax. But it was a South African guy as well, so I don't yeah. even know why he picked any had any issues with it but it is because yeah. he had already done a role that involved south africa yeah yeah that he... was accept for him to adopt no absolutely so... he did a movie um before that it's called like an indie movie i believe and yeah it was based in uh south africa yeah so that made, that made sense for him to be to sort of prepare him for um black panther yeah, yeah. but um yeah in terms yeah, of I like loved i loved it yeah same here the lines you know a few things were deep you know Eric Kormongar, you can't blame him for, you know, the way he felt, you know, um, the stuff he did. You know, he, I think he's one of the best villains I've seen since um, the Joker in uh, Batman. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think he's one of the best. I'm not, And since I saw Infinity War recently, I will add, he's, Thanos is another one that's, that's up there, but that's, that's one of the um, podcasts. But he embodied his role well. Um, it was... Yeah. To be honest, I can't fault with him, you know, especially with what happened to him, you know, when he was younger and stuff. So I think everything he did made sense. He was just doing it in lack of, you know, in ing- ignorance in a sense. Um, but let yeah. me ask you a question. Let me throw it out there. Do you think he should have been killed? See, that's that's interesting. Because I, I don't, I, I didn't really follow the Black Panther comics that much, but I don't know. Because I'm thinking, can they really bring him back? If they didn't kill him, what would they have used him for in the future? So I, I don't really know how to... Because I had mixed feelings about it. I was very surprised that they killed him off. I would think mm. that would be someone they want to keep in the franchise for a while. So that that, that did, did catch me off guard. Yeah, and also, I, I just want to say... Because, yeah, yeah, go on. No, that's cool. What are you saying? Yeah, I just also want to say, like, we might not be... Because I know there was a lot of reference to the the Black Panther move, movement from America. Yeah. But people have to understand, we are, we're not Americans. So we're coming at this from a different point of view. Yeah. You know, so yeah, because we dealt with colonizers, you know, they dealt with slavery, we dealt with <laughs> colonized. <laughs> you know, so we, we don't, we might not understand a lot of the, I did pick up the American, ref, you know, the Black Panther reference and different things and after watching other people's review. Yeah. But from our side, it's just, We've seen it more from literally people from Africa, yeah. seeing Africa in the right light. Mm-hmm. So they being brought up in Europe as well. So, absolutely, yeah, that's cool. 
Yeah, but overall, I think, um, to be honest, I think he should have been killed off, which sounds weird. But um, and my reason being is I, I don't know what, he, what else he could have done, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know um, what do you call it. What else he could have added to the storyline. And I don't think they could have lived in harmony because their ideas and ideologies were different. You know, there was there'll have been like a shift in power. Those two, there'll have been a clash in power, basically. So yeah, but yeah, I think that's enough of Black Panther. Let's move on to some um, some tech stuff. What's been happening in t- uh, with tech in the first quarter? The the whole world is dying. No, <laughs> what? <laughs> the whole world. Uh, it's it, it has to do with data, and I love it because I, I I love data. Uh, obviously, I see where you're going with this. Um, the whole uh, what a Cambridge, Cambridge Analytics, which is a Brilliant name, yeah, for a startup. I love it, yeah. but yeah. Um, so obviously, the whole story with what 50 plus million um Facebook data being taken, um, without people consent, yeah. Um, the whole deal with uh trying to help what's his name, Don- this is the president, Donald Trump, president Donald Trump yeah. win the election. Um, and then the whistleblower blower guy, um, Wyatt, his, his family name is Wyatt. I think it was Christopher. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Wyatt. Yeah. No, oh, Christopher no, Wiley. Yeah, Sorry. Wiley, Wiley. Yeah. Wiley, not Wiley. Wyatt is another guy in Cambridge University. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't even know where to start with this because, first of all, the, the app that they acquired or the software they acquired yeah. um, in order to get the access into Facebook. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking, why would Facebook even give third parties, you know, special rights to get access to people's I, I, data? I think it wasn't explained properly. So what happened is that um, Facebook has an API that allows yeah. people to, uh, you know, basically pull data from Facebook. And that's what it was. And the professor, basically, let's give this some, some context. So um, Cambridge Analytica, you know, uh, took 50 million people's data from facebook and they say they had the permission of facebook they say that um you know a professor from cambridge approached them with um ability for them to actually get this data from facebook so the guy the professor said he he knew some people facebook you know and he had an app that could allow him to do this basically and he said you know facebook all right with it and basically that's how all this stuff uh basically started but what were you saying yeah, no, my thing is, for, I, I know that you, you, create an, you create an API yeah. that allows people to get that in itself. How did, how did you not think that was going to go wrong? I mean, think about you it. Know. The professor had an app that already had, what, over 50,000 users? Or do you see what I mean? So Yes, no, that, that, that part I understand yeah. whereby that, the app allows them. So in that area, no law was broken in the sense that him creating an app, getting the API, the API gives him permission, so he did have the permission. Yeah. And if you download it, you're at a risk of, because you're downloading the app that basically allows him to access your data. Yeah. And Cambridge Analytica going to the professor to say they want to use the app to because it was a faster, cheaper, based on the words yeah. from um, Wiley, it was, it was faster, cheaper, and a lot better than, you know, what, any other algorithm or app they would have tried to use yeah. to get this. Yeah, if I... that is that is that is where the law. That is when they started crossing the gray line because now you're giving because what that app does is if it gets one user from Facebook, it gets all their friends' data as well. Yes, 
So the friends aren't aware that the data is being taken. Yes. So when it went to to um, the Cambridge data team, mm -hmm. it became a case whereby the user of the app themselves didn't know that there was now another person using that app. And I just have to think like the way they went about mining this data. Sorry, as a data guy, I'm visualizing it and I'm thinking it's beautiful. Morally, it's wrong, guys. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But I'm just saying, it is, you know, just to see how far technology has come, that's amazing. But I guess that's not, that's not the, the, <laughs> the subject. That's the, the point. subject is the fact, yeah, is, is the fact that, you know, to even think that Steve Bannon was in on it, um, them getting the, the funding. To Steve Go, Bannon? What? I don't recall. Um, the, the former, was he the advisor to Trump? Oh really? Who Steve Bannon is? No. Am I really? am I meant to know who this guy is? Is he prominent in tech? Not no, not in tech, in politics. He he was the one that the that they took the idea to because the the camp needed something in, in, in the words of the, again I quote the Wiley um, for Wiley. <laughs> oh where he said, um, they needed a kind of weapon because Bannon saw politics as a as a form of war. Yeah. So he needed a weapon that would help him win the war. So the weapon was to understand, you know, because he, he said, if you want to change politics, you need to change culture. culture. And Christopher Riley says, if you want to change culture, you need to change the people. So the whole aim was to understand the people and change their view by so first gathering the data, understanding their personality, and then putting out information that would change them, and that in turn would affect how people would vote. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, I think the the founder of the Cambridge Analytica is under investigation. I mean, he had to come before the British Parliament hearing stuff. Yeah. And so our friend Mark Zuckerberg, he wore a suit. Yeah. No, but he did, he, he he rejected the um British. To answer questions about Cambridge Analytica, but he did go before the senators in America, right? Yeah, yeah, he did, and he wore a suit, which was funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I think hearing it from Facebook's point of view, mm -hmm. for one of for the first time, not the first time, but this time, they really came across as um, not trustworthy when he was answering those questions in Parliament. Yeah, uh, wait, it, Parliament? It, it, you mean before senator? The, the Senate hearing yeah. did come across as not believable. You know, not everything he said, I just didn't believe him. You know, of course, I just but, didn't believe him. But why would this be the first time to you as Facebook come in, you know, as untrustworthy? No, because even if on, on other points on in, in history, despite what has ha happened with Facebook, you know, to some extent, you would you could still be like, okay, you know, it's almost like a passing, you know, you just take it as a as a passing thought, like, oh yeah, okay, it happened, we forgive you. But for the this time, just watching him, I've not really watched a lot of his stuff, but watching him this time, I I just didn't believe anything he said. Mm. You know, and I think a lot of people had that feeling as well. You know, the whole delete Facebook movement, which is what even made him come out to speak in the first place. If people were not deleting Facebook, you know, if his counter wasn't going down in his office, 
<laughs> I don't think he would have come out to say anything because that's also what they've done in the past. Mm. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you're talking about. My stance on it, to be honest, is um, I do actually remember who uh, Stephen K. Bannon is, actually. I just... I only remember his face, not his name. I remember he was involved in some like controversial stuff with Trump and stuff. Him and him, him and Trump had some disagreement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember the guy. But um, back to Cambridge Analytica. I think I agree with you. I think he 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 looked a bit, you know, shifty in his um in his interview. And um, it's not my it's not the first time. I wouldn't say it's the first time for me not trusting um Zuckerberg. There's been previous interviews where, you know, there's a specific interviews where they made him sweat. I don't know if you've seen that video. And they were asking him about Facebook. He was just sweating. And the mm. lady was like, do you want to take off your hoodie? And he's like, no, I'm fine. But um, that's why, I'm, to be honest, I don't have Facebook. And I don't think I ever will. Um, I don't, it's, not, it's not about trusting what they're doing with my data and all that stuff. It's just... The concept is a great idea. Don't get me wrong. It's just that that data stuff is the majority reason why I wouldn't, along with other reasons. But in terms of the Cambridge Analytica stance, if you guys know me and you speak to me privately and to me doing what I'm sort of doing, you should always know that you should always be wary of what, you know, tech companies are doing with your data. Do you see what I'm saying? You should always be wary because you should know that 100% sometimes you, you realise that um, you've just signed up with a company and six months down the line, you get a call from like a trader's from traders asking you to join, you know, be a trader, or you get a random call from India saying you've been hacked. You must know that there's something up. It's either you've been, you know, your, your data has been sold to third parties or, you know, somehow they've just found your details online. Do you see what I'm saying? So I've always been wary about um, tech companies and what they do with our data. I know some of them misuse our data in ways that we do not know. And the fact that they have the power to sort of see our data and sort of, you know, I wouldn't say, contr- yeah, they are controlling data in a way because look what Cambridge yeah. and Analytica did. You know, they pushed forward advert ads or things that would basically, you know, uh, persuade people on the side of Trump or to to sort of like see what his policies are about. Just you, know what I mean, and mm. I think it's wrong. But after Cambridge Analytica, I do believe you know things are coming up in place. You know, have you heard of the GDPR? Yeah, funny enough, I was just about to bring that up because that's something that's coming up for us as well at my workplace. Yep, it's due on the May 25th, right, for organisations. Um, yeah, I believe so. 25th or 21st, I can't remember. 25th. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's interesting, you know, when this law comes into into place, you know, I think tech companies should take users' data more seriously. Uh, with things like the GDPR being introduced, I think it's going to enforce more stringent laws that dictate... Oh, yeah, uh, you know, what users can do with their data, what companies can do with users' data and how, yeah, and how, you know, users want that data to be treated. So I think, I think that's excellent. But again, Facebook, Facebook is just one case out of many that could be happening in. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So that's my stance on, on on, uh, Cambridge Analytica. When I saw it, I'm not surprised. So that's, that's my stance on it. Um, Yeah, let's move on to another tech topic, actually. Let's talk about, um, I I do want to say though, you know, because we 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 talk about like creating platforms, you know, for future use and things like that. Yeah, I don't want to say like, can you? Do, well, when was Facebook created? Ten, ten, whatever years ago. Yeah, he probably never thought that one day he he would come in for questioning because a social media platform is being used to affect 
politics. You know, like just just the thought of it. Like mm. I'm just thinking, like for some of the things we want to create in the future. Yeah. Well, now we probably have to think of like the extreme of what could <laughs> what people could use it for, mm. based on what we're seeing now. But I'm just thinking, like he's probably sitting there thinking. How in the world am I coming for a hearing because Facebook is involved in politics and what well, we decided the presidency? It, mm. it just shows to go how, you know, it just shows, shows to, you know, how crazy technology has evolved and how much, but using it for the good and for the bad, you know, how people mm. decide to use it. So, now, yeah. absolutely. I think, you know, being a tech entrepreneur, one thing you should always have in mind is, like user safety first, number one. And also, based on what you said, I think you should always expect situations that you don't expect. You should always expect unexpected, basically. Do you see what I mean? Because like I've always said, like we don't know the different ways in which people are using a specific set of technologies. Do you see what I mean? Like we discussed today, some people are using WhatsApp to 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 come up with ideas. Some use some people are using it for socializing and some people are integrating it into other apps that allow them to do certain things. So I to be honest, I don't think you should be surprised by, you know, you being called up because of, you know, of your tech company. I think that's something that you should slightly expect because, like I said, you should when you start a company, you should always expect unexpected, yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah. That's it, anyway. But also, the last one I had to say about Cambridge Analytica, did you see the sort of questions they were asking him? <laughs> I was like, um, so how oh, does Facebook make days. money? Jesus I like, Christ, man. I can't believe I even forgot to bring that up. <laughs> I was so disappointed in the, what are they called? The, the Senate. It was, it was horrible. But can we blame them, though? They're like six-year-olds. No. Like, we can't really blame them, can we? I mean, do, you know do they not have people on, on the team that prepares these questions? Do they not educate themselves before? Because I, I watched a bit of the the one they did for the um, Cambridge Analytica, um, him. Yeah. And those questions were very to the point, accurate. You know, they had depth. They understood what he was doing and knew how to, you know, even asking him, have you ever worked with a, with a Russian client? Yeah. Lied about it because Luke Oil is a, a Russian company. Turns out they work in Nigeria as well. Nigeria mm. will be involved. Nigeria must be involved <laughs> in anything going on in this world. But, yeah. You know, so but I was very I was very disappointed. So if if I if I message you on my WhatsApp, will will you see ads? No. How would you see ads in WhatsApp? How no, would you see ads in WhatsApp? Do, do, do you know do you know how I see this? I think they were asking questions that our parents would ask us or my parents would ask me. Because they're not sure how Facebook makes money, they're not sure, you know, um, you know how so some of them aren't sure how Facebook, is, you know, and WhatsApp are linked. Do you see what I mean? So I think mm. those questions were were for the older generations. Do you see what I mean? But on what you've said, I do agree. They should have known. They should have had advisors. You know, people who have done some research prior to the hearing that would, um, you know inform them about what Facebook's about, how it makes revenue. These are basic information they should know. Yeah, the, but, yeah, simple things they should know. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, that's that's it on Facebook. Let's talk about what happened with uh, Snapchat's um, shares dropping because of a tweet by, um, what's her name? One of the Kardashians. Um, well, because of the update, and she's what's not going to use... Um, it's yeah. one of the younger ones. It's one of the... 
It's not the model. I think it's the one that gave birth. I don't even know her name. I think it's Kylie Jenner. That's it, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner is not the yeah. modeling one, is she? She's not the one. Wait, to be honest, I don't know. I just think that I think Hold it's on. her. Though. I think it's her. <laughs> the fact <laughs> that we have to Google like oh, a How do you spell Kylie? K Y L I E. K Y L I. I think it's definitely. I'm sure it's her because I mean it. It was um. It was huge. Okay. Yeah. It was, it's yeah. Her. Definitely. The other, the other one is that uh, I think that one is the only one that kind of has a life together. If I'm being honest, the one that does modeling. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know nothing about the Kardashians. I like to admit, so um, I like to refrain from um, answering any questions. Um, but in terms of the Snapchat thing, what do you think happened? I mean, th- this is this is the one hundred and one we're learning in in design, isn't it? In uni, yeah, user experience. When, when it comes to user experience. Yeah. Also, um, also actually, no, that I would like to state something. It, it wasn't just her tweets that caused the shares to drop. No. Oh, no, it no, no, was, no, it no, was, no. It was based on the change of the design and update they made, isn't it? Yeah, so the, they, they, they made an update to, to the Snapchat design. Um, in, in, in the past, so you open the Snapchat app, you have the camera. Yeah. So straight to the point, if you want to take picture and post, if you swipe to the... To the right, yeah. you get to see other people you follow, their, their stories that they've uploaded. Mm-hmm. If you swipe to the left, you see the messages that get sent to you. So that made it very straightforward. And then if you swipe like twice to the right, then you start seeing other companies, maybe like Sky Sports, if they uploaded the news, um, BB, you know, there's different things like celebrity news and all that kind of stuff. So what they now did they changed the, the UI design, like, com- and I mean completely. If you swipe to the right, you just see random people's story. Probably Surreal. people related to, you know, like I started seeing Gary V's um, and Marcus Brownie, probably because I follow them on YouTube and maybe Twitter. So I started seeing their stuff and probably other people I follow follows them. Yeah. And then when you swipe to the right, you only see the messages and it becomes very tricky to see the stories, which was what Snapchat was about. I meant to see what my friends shared before I see what other people shared. Yeah. And you're changing it at a point whereby we've become accustomed to that, to that style. Mm. You know, you, as, so, as you know, we, we do with, um, like I said, user experience design is something we learned in uni. Yeah. You can't, the, the gulf of expectation was too, too big. So people just got fed up and a lot of people started, you know, being dedicated to Instagram because obviously Instagram does a story thing as well. And can't lie, they're starting to do it really well, you know. Well, and then with Snapchat, you know, making that change, it just, I think they just gave the lead to Instagram a little bit. Yeah. So I see where you're coming from, but my stance on it is that um, I agree. I think you should give users... I don't know. My stance on it is just that I think users should like change. You know, as a tech company, you've got to sort of to, in order to keep innovating, you've got to keep coming up with new features. You've got to change design. You've got to, you, you, you got to update the features and stuff. So I think it's just, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with what they've done. But one thing I would like to say is I think what Snapchat should have done is look at their metrics or mon- use data customers' behavior. 
Ooh, do you see what I'm saying? But now we're going back to the whole Cambridge, and I'm just joking. No, 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 no. What? No, no. When I mean monitor customer data, I'm saying look at what, in terms of features, users are particularly using. Look at what they like. Do you see what I mean? Or they could have done some focus groups to basically enlighten users or to basically get some insight from users as to what they think. You know, is this new design going to work? Do you like this new design? What do you like about it? Do you see what yeah. I mean? I think if they informed the users, I think it would have been better. Then you can have given users something closer to what they wanted and also pushed something out with that was new and innovative. I, but since they just introduced a new, you know, a new design without actually probably, I don't know if they done any research behind it. It doesn't seem like they did. I I'm, think it's, I'm, pretty, it's, I'm pretty sure they did, but I think what made people annoyed is the fact that you removed the main focus of what Snapchat is, whereby it should be easy for me to see the people I follow. I think that was, that was a main yeah. gripe of it, whereby you open the app and then you swipe and then yeah. the people you follow suddenly disappear and it's not people that you follow. It's like, I, I don't want to see random ads and random people, you know? Yeah. So I think that's probably, because obviously we know you always have to update, you always have to change, you always have to be innovative. But just like you said, carry the user along, you know, carry. Mm. As I when you have that many people using your app, you you know, but at the same time, Apple does crazy things with their designs and it works. But then again, you're not Apple. No, no, you know? I, I don't think I don't think it works every time. Well, well, when 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 they did the USB C one USB C port um, for the laptop, it. no, but now it's all USB C port. Now everyone has to cut yeah. up. You know. people, yeah, people are accustomed to it now, which is why I'm think. To be honest, I think Snapchat should have stuck um, should have stuck to their guns. But I think they should have stuck to their guns. No, actually, let me not say this. I think they should have stuck to, the, to their guns until they saw that, okay, our numbers are going to be low. And I think that's when they decided to change. Do you see what I mean? T -t to be honest, to, to, to have solved, they should have solved the issue by simply just doing this. Carry the user, users along and see what features they were using. If they did do that, they would know that, okay, if we do this thing and add this new feature or we change this, this is going to be a problem. Do you see what I'm saying? But yeah. I think it's normal for, for, for that to happen. And being a, a company whose shares are publicly available to the world, you know, that's more pressure because the stocks can drop and the, the stocks fluctuate. Do you see what fluctuate? Do you see what I mean? So, yeah, that's, that's, that's it on that instance, to be honest. But, I, yeah. I, I think because they, I think what they try to do is do something similar to the Explore page on Instagram. But okay. then it became a thing whereby the Explore page is now in the place of the people you follow. And we know how audience mm. feel about you forcing things down their throat. You know, it's yeah. Like, I don't want to see these people. Actually, what they could have done is just split that screen in two. Just use the little bubbles, you know, uh, instead of putting it in a vertical line, put it horizontally. Yeah. And then we just have to scroll that. And then at the bottom, just tell us explore. And then we can scroll up to see other people. You don't have to just, you know, totally blow the whole thing. Well, I mean, if they want to hire me as a UX designer, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, my email is now. <laughs> oh, my days. <laughs> hey, one, one has to hustle, isn't it? Well, no, I get you, man. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess that's it. Is there anything else you wanted to add on um, Snapchat? No, 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 really. I, I still think Snap... I don't even know. The demographic now that use Snapchat, I believe it's younger than, than the people that use, um, I mean, what is it called? Instagram. Because, and obviously, they say have a, some really good features that they use.
yeah that, that they use in um keeping their audience so but i think instagram is really becoming more of a profile kind of thing whereby hey look this is my business this is what i do yeah and yeah you go and then snapchat is more this is my personal life this is behind the scenes of what i do so, yeah no, definitely yeah that sounds good so yeah that's it on um snapchat's update and let's move on to the to the next segment yeah yeah so um our next segment is basically tech in Africa. So what's happening in, in uh, Africa in terms of tech in the first quarter? Um, to be honest, I, so there was a video I watched recently, a TED Talk video that spoke about um, the, the world of software. Oh, yeah, the one you, you uh, sent me, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And there were some very, I think we'll, I'll probably tweet out that video. Um, or you can follow Quadridem to find the video um, on, on Twitter. So that's Quadridem, at Quadridem, guys. So follow yeah. us on Twitter. Guys. Um, and it just revealed so much in the sense that in, in the whole world, there is not a lot of software coming out of Africa, you know, which, which was very shocking to me comparing, you know, hearing what is going on in Africa and the development. Mm-hmm. And I also was even more, was more surprising to hear the fact that Nigeria doesn't produce that much software. Mm-hmm. You know, I would think, you know, Lagos, with all the hype that everyone is going on about, I would be thinking Lagos is producing, like, you know, softwares that are being used worldwide, mm-hmm. where it's like it's Kenyan, South course, Africa. 100%. Uh, Zimbabwe is even coming up. Oh, boy, it's, it's coming up. So, yeah. Definitely well, it's, not get what you're saying. It is still exciting times. It is still young in Africa in terms of tech. Um, so, yeah, I am hoping to, to go back soon again, just, you know, to be involved and see really. Because it's wanted to watch from afar. It's another thing to be involved. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, what I, what I was aware of was, um, I don't know if we, you're familiar with Hotels NG, uh-huh. which is a platform in uh, Nigeria that basically um, allows you to book hotels basically in um, Nigeria. So I do. I did read some news earlier in the first quarter that they've now um, introduced. Um, I believe it's is it Africa ng? No, sorry. It's um, yes. Af- it's a hotel dot Africa and fly dot Africa. So basically, they basically expanded their market so that rather than just providing hotel bookings and finding hotels in in Nigeria, you would find hotels in Africa, which I think is great. And also, uh, fly.africa um, will allow you to basically um, book flights. Mm. And I think um, that's really good. Um, uh, that's a very good expansion in terms of um, expanding the market and not just focusing on Nigeria. So, and given that they already have so much data, you know, with um, hotels and all that stuff, that move made sense. And, yeah, it's good to see their progress and to see stuff like that. Um, in terms of the stuff you were mentioning, I think, yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't surprised. Kenya is definitely one of the guys up there, Zimbabwe, in South Africa, and tech. But I, I do believe, you know, we're getting there. You know, I, I recently saw an article where um, Andela, which is a company that was that's based in Nigeria, oh yeah, yeah. they they just partnered partnered with like uh, Microsoft, I believe, and a few other you know high tech companies, and they will be providing uh, sort of programs that get more. Um, students into tech you know africans into tech and yeah i think that's exciting 
I don't think um we should sleep on African tech though. I think um oh, no, one come up not. definitely not. One to come up. Um, there's lots of innovation happening, especially with pay, with payment systems like a uh, Flutterwave, um, and a few other ones that I can't record their names. But definitely, I think it's uh, it's 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 on the come up. I think it's getting there. We're getting there slowly. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So yeah, that's that's it in terms of tech in uh in Africa. How about um life in general? Let's round up by talking about life. How's um anything major you're up to? No, um, I'm back on YouTube. I'm trying to be more consistent. So, guys, go. What's your YouTube channel? Um, just Brandon. So, B-R-A-N-D-O-N. And then the longest name, Ariambua. That's A-I-R-I-H-E-N-B-U-W-A. Go and find it all. In back home, we come for you if you're not subscribed. Oh, my god. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just really want to use that platform to share my experience especially post uni what to expect you know the whole growing up life you know Mm -hmm. so and there are the other few things i'm working on that hopefully before the end of the year i can put things in place um so guys just keep your eyes out and i'm and i'm even thinking of um if possibly moving to nigeria for for a year although everyone tells me not to do it everyone in nigeria tells me not to do it but (laughs) we know how Oh, well, we know why they say not to do it, but yeah. Yeah. Bro, I mean, go for it. It's it's your it's your decision. Do you see what I mean? I think now is the best time to take risks. Um, living somewhere for a year that's different to where you're currently living. There's no harm in that. Um, yeah, and also, you never know what future opportunities may come from it. But yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Everyone, I'm check also... out. Go on. Now, I was just going to say, everyone, check out Brandon's channel. See what that's saying. Um, what are you saying? No, I was going to ask what, because I think I don't know if a lot of people know that World 2.0 actually, outside of Quadrhythm, is actually a founder of um, a startup known as Erupt, which is yeah. A, let me get it right. It's an e-learning. It's not actually an e-learning platform. It's more of a software aimed at universities and peer-to-peer learning. Yeah. That's what it is. Absolutely, yeah. So it's it's a basically a uh, an online collaboration app for students. Um, yeah, so we're, we're still we're still working and you know growing the platform. We're getting there. I don't. Yeah, as I was saying. Um, yeah, so we're an online collaboration platform that allows you know students to collaborate in real time, create groups, collaborate in real time, and do things that are you know that students uh, today's day to day students need uh, during their time at university. And yeah, it was created out of a real problem. But um, yeah, we're still under. Our, develop you not i won't say development but yeah we're still growing we're we're just focused on learning doing a lot of validated learning um mm-hmm. i'm doing a lot of learning myself reading books you know coming from a technical background can't my my area in business is a bit skewed uh you know i admit that so um yeah it's just we're, we're, we're getting to where we want to get to slowly without rushing and yeah things are looking good things are looking good nice nice yeah in terms of us, also in terms of Quadrivum, we've got a new website coming up soon. So, um, you know, be sure to check it out and let us know what you think. Um, and, yeah, just carrying on working on a few projects we're currently working on now with uh, Quadrivum and a few other things. But, yeah, and just been reading. Right now, my, my mantra is just really to, to remain focused and consistent. I believe um, one is not 
one you can't do one without the other. Do you see what I mean? One can't exist on its own. On its own, yeah. So yeah, focus is uh, and uh, and being consistent is important for me, and just reading a lot of books and learning. Do you know, I just feel like a lot of today's generation just want success quick and don't really understand. There's like a there's a time frame to the stuff. There's a process. So I just rather mm-hmm. use this time to learn. You know everything I need to learn in terms of books, in terms of um, people older than me who's gone through this process. And yeah, and just enjoy the process as well. I don't want to be some some guy that's just, <laughs> you know, not enjoying the process, just stuck reading all that stuff, but enjoying the process and learn as it comes. But yeah, it's good. Yeah. Anything, I think for, like, yeah? like you said, the cons- that's my, um, so every year, well, I recently started in last two years now, I've always had like a keyword for the year. So last year was the keyword was do. And this year is just consistency, consistency in anything I do, consistency in hard, in being hardworking, mm. you know, so like trying to do this YouTube thing, just being consistent, because I think someone said consistent, lack of consistency or inconsistency is a slow killer of dreams. Of course. You know, because one moment you're doing well and then nothing for the next two, three weeks. So you're missing out on things that you should have, could have, would have done. Yeah, you know, so yeah, just consistency, guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just the last thing I like to say is that consistency and focus is important because even if you just wanted to be focused, you not being consistent, you're missing out on. You're basically you've you've missed the rhythm already. Do you see what I mean? And where consistency oh. consistency alone is useless because if you're consistent in a hundred projects and you're not focused on any particular one it's very easy to lose uh, concentration and direction. So I think that's uh, very important. Very, very important. Are there any books you're reading right now? Um, no, actually. Oh, okay. And funny enough, I've not, like, if I was not reading, I'd be watching, like, YouTube. I've not watched anything. I was, I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. You know, I, even when I go on YouTube now, I'm like, there's nothing to watch. So mm. I just have to go and do something. But yeah. it's really just been self, um, um, self-development. So just learning. I'm trying to get better at this data and SQL stuff and all that kind of stuff. So Nice. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm hunting for a new laptop. I will not switch to Windows. In, um, I will not, hey, I will not switch to Apple. Huh, look at my Why? My no, 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 let's not start this here. Let's not start yeah, this no, that's a, no, no, no. It, for me, it's just finance. Finance, mm. I can't afford the the spec I need from Apple I can't I can't afford it so okay cool 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 so, cool yeah. yeah I guess um that's it for today's um podcast um you guys let us know what you what you think we were trying something new with Anchor and um yeah just let us know what you think we hope you've enjoyed it and yeah that's it see All you right, later so guys, you guys. Yep. peace.